Thanks for joining us for another amazing message from C3 Church Calgary. Our hope is that our podcast will equip and connect you to Jesus. Now prepare your hearts to receiving something new from God today. My name's Stephen. Hey, uh, I got to speak last week, and uh, it was on the. I got to speak on the house of God and, and cultivating a passion for the house of God and for His presence. And we kind of started a theme last year, uh, last week. But I, I just kind of that is a huge part of my story. But I never really introduced the theme. So this for summer, we're going to be looking at stories, and that we all have a story. Do we all know that we have a story? Okay. By the end, we'll be louder. We'll be much louder. Don't worry. Um, and so I just wanted to sort of intro it before I get into a little bit of, of my story, um, that, that your story is amazing. Your story is life-changing. Whatever, you, however you've found yourself growing up, whether it's been in the house of God, never left the church, maybe you, you've been in the house all your life, or whether you, you, know, you come from the, the mean streets of Calgary and, and the thug life, didn't choose, you didn't choose the thug life, the thug life chose you or something. Whatever your testimony is, it is absolutely amazing. And God is, it's, it's, you're the only one who can tell it. You're the only one who can tell your story. So I'm going to share my story today. And, and as I was preparing for this, the thought that goes through, through your mind is, well, my story is not very significant. Who could learn from mine? But God quickly corrected my thinking into that we all have an amazing story. I love the quote and I, I couldn't track down, it's like a, one of those quotes that they don't really know who the author of it is but but some of you guys might have heard it it says only God can turn mess into a message a test into a testimony a trial into a triumph and a victim into a victory and that's our stories whatever it is in our in our uh, in our weaknesses in our messes when we're going through tests and gaining victories God's the one who can turn that into an amazing story an amazing thing so um, so I just want us all to say, I have a story, and it's powerful. Good. I know that, um, you know, sometimes certain stories get highlighted, and, and rightfully, like, you know, that's a good thing. But it can seem sometimes like, well, my story is not as out there as that. It's, it's not as crazy as that. That's awesome. That's a good thing, because God gave you your story. And your story is going to connect with people in only a way that, you, like, the, that can happen me sharing my story might connect with some of you guys today and others might not really relate to it because you're wired different, gifted differently. But, um, but the point is in this series that we all have a story and God's doing something amazing through all of us um, because he's so good, because of his son. So my story is I, very briefly, obviously, very briefly, I grew up, I didn't grow up in the church. Um, but I, had, I have an amazing family. My family is, is awesome. They're good. I have a, a really good father, good mother. They've, I've learned a lot uh, about the father's love through my father, who um, isn't, you know, we didn't grow up in the church, like I said, but I saw him, um, you know, breaking his back his whole life to provide for my family, to love us, to care for us. So I have a really good family, but we, we didn't grow up in the church. And that's, that wasn't my experience. Uh, I knew about God. I didn't know God. So we, we talked about God at, at Easter, and uh, obviously we, you know, um, there's some stuff that had happened in, in my past because my family did have a, a foundation in faith, but we weren't sort of active in the church or anything like that. But when I was about 13 years old, one of my friends invited me to youth group. Um, and it's good to invite your friends to youth group, everyone. It's good. It's a very good thing. Uh, don't, 
Don't hold back. Don't, don't wait to do that, young people. Make the most of every opportunity that you get to bring your friends uh, to youth group. And, uh, and so the event that I went to, my, my friends brought me along. It wasn't a flashy event. I think we were playing Tekken 2 on the PlayStation. PlayStation 1. No, it must have been PlayStation 2. I know some of you guys didn't even what I, th I thought they started at like three or four. No, there was a PlayStation 2 on the big screen. Um, we hung out, played some stuff, and then I, my who, the guy who became my youth pastor um, pre spoke about Jesus, and uh, my heart was beating, resting my hands become sweaty, and I gave my life to the Lord, and, uh, and I've never looked back. And um, actually, I was, my heart was beating, my hands were sweaty, and um, before I even got a chance to put my hand up at, at the altar call, my friend grabbed my hand, and put my hand up, and he said, why were you waiting so long? We all know you were gonna give your life to the Lord, so. So, um, but, and so little did I, like at around that same time, a little bit earlier, my, my, bro my brother who was living, um, who's my best friend, my brother Nick, if you're listening, you're a legend. Um, he, um, he had got radically saved as well. He was living in the city kind of close by to us, but we weren't living in the same place. And, um, and he was praying for me, like he was really praying for me. And so through his prayers and through my friends um, bringing to youth group and getting introduced, that's how I met, met Jesus, and it was awesome. So, but very, very quickly, and this is where I'm going to get into a, a bit more stuff that, you know, maybe you, you enjoy. I'm sure you enjoy that. But um, so very quickly, I came into church, and it was like, okay, th if this is true, and I believe it's true because God's touched my heart and I have a relationship with him, it changes everything. Like, it, like, and I just want us to think about that today. If what we say we believe is, is true, it literally changes everything. It changes the way we go to work, the way we approach that job that we have, that we, we might not actually like the job, but it changes the way that we approach that because, because becoming a Christian and, and accepting Jesus no longer becomes about us, it becomes about other people and, and God moving through us. And so it changes the way that we walk. It changes the way that we breathe. It changes the way that we hold our head. And so, so I come to this realization, and, and I'm a big C.S. Lewis fan. Any C.S. Lewis fans? Um, and so you'll hear a few C.S. Lewis quotes today, just because I'm just feeling it. But um, I think he summarizes a lot of what I, I, I sort of come to believe very early on in my walk with God, is that he says, um, if Christianity, if false, is of no importance, and if it's true, it's of in infinite importance. The only thing it cannot be is moder moderately important. Such a good quote. And that summarized my, my feelings um, so much when I first... Uh, got saved, and, and so I'm, I'm going to get into talking about step out of the boat moments that we all face every day. It looks very different. That moment where, where we're stepping out on a ledge or we're stepping out of the boat, and there's a chance that we're going to fall, but we're feeling God's calling us to do something. And so I'm going to talk about that. I'm going to use um, some scriptures from Galatians because that was the first sort of uh, of the New Testament books after the Gospels that I really got into and it's got a like a soft spot in my heart i really love the, that small little letter six chapters but there's some powerful stuff in there but um but that really summarized my thoughts so i i really sort of jumped straight in i started serving in church serving in youth group uh just loving god bringing people along to youth group um sharing what as best as i could uh, very probably not very articulately uh like sharing jesus with my friends um at school and so anyway so that's a bit of my background and so I want to talk about stepping out of the boat. So anytime we face stepping out and doing something that we feel God is calling us to do, my experience is we have a few things go on that can restrict us from stepping out. 
So the first thing I want to talk about is the fear of man or fear of opinion. Um, so, so giving my life to the Lord uh, at that age wasn't a big deal. My friends were cool. They were like, awesome, you're giving your life to the Lord. But um, and come and hang out with us, kick the football, like kind of thing. It wasn't, but, but the, so that wasn't a big fear of man thing. I didn't have to worry about that. But, but choosing to go 100%, 110% and really dive into God and really dive in, that's where fear of man crept in for me because I knew it would change some of my behaviors. It would change some of the things I got to do on the weekend. And so I was afraid, well, well if God wants me to do this, are people not going to like me? And, and I became afraid of what they'd say. And I love one of the um, scriptures I love in Galatians 1 verse 10 says, it should come up on the screen. It, uh, it says, am I now trying to win the approval of human beings or of God? Or am I trying to please people? If I was still trying to please people, I would not be a servant of Christ. Guys, if you're a Christian, if you're a follower of Christ here, um, you're probably going to upset people at some point. We don't try to do that. But, but our heart becomes about pleasing God, not about being people pleasers. And so I, this scripture really encouraged me in my story that, that, okay, if I'm doing this, if I'm stepping out, if I'm going to make that decision to step out and really follow God, I need to really kill that, that thing in me that wants to please people, that wants to get men's approval, uh, wants to get you know the opinion of others higher of me. And so I just encourage you today, obviously we never try to, to, we can try and keep people happy and things, but when it becomes between God's opinion and people's opinion, God wins every time, hands down. Let's make that decision that God's opinion is more important to us than other people's. And the thing that I've found in that with my friends is when I did go 110% in, yeah, there was some, teasing and some things that went on but but uh, over the years and over the longevity of that all of those guys that I grew up with have come to me and said man tell me about God tell me about Jesus tell me what, what he's doing in your life because because they saw that it wasn't just a phase wasn't just a thing but that when Jesus takes a hold of our heart he takes a hold of it and, and, and when we respond to that he moves through us so um so this is something that when you're facing a, a decision or you're feeling God leading you somewhere and you're going to step out, that, that can come up. Oh, what will people think? What will people think of me? And I just want to encourage you today uh, that, that it doesn't matter what people think of you. It matters what God thinks of you. Um, and so it says, uh, there's a quote by John Bloom. He says, we obey the one that we fear. If we fear men, if we hold men's opinion in high esteem, then we're going to obey them. But if we hold God's opinion, if we hold uh, God in higher esteem, then we'll obey him. And so that's what it comes down to, whose opinion matters to us. And we need to make that decision right now, as I know you guys all have, but every day that actually today God matters more than people's opinions of me. Amen? So that's something that when we, when we go to step out of the boat can sometimes restrict us from, from taking that full step. Um, another thing in my story is comparison can stop us from stepping out for God. So, uh, so I became a Christian, started coming along to youth group, uh, serving in the house, and then my youth pastor, uh, Brian, said, hey, I, I want you to get up and speak next week and, and do it. I think it was a, uh, a little giving message. And straight away, I remember the conversation we were having. I, straight away, I said, uh, I, I probably said no, because I didn't like speaking in front of people. I still, I, it's funny that God is, has me speaking in front of you guys now, because that's a fear that I had all my life, speaking in front of public. Um, but I love that God can sometimes use our weaknesses for his glory. All the time he uses our weaknesses for his glory. So I just pray that's what ha happens um, anytime I get to 
stand in front of you beautiful people. So, um, but my youth pastor said, I want you to speak next week. It'll be two minutes. And the thing that came out of my mouth was, well, don't you want someone who's been in church longer? This was like a month after or two months after I got to church. Don't you want someone who has that, that background of, uh, of God and have been in church all their life? Like, who am I? I'm just some guy who's stumbled in. I, I don't know anything about this, this topic. I, I only just started reading my Bible. I only just started to, um, to give my life. Uh, I only just gave my life to the Lord. This comparison thing came in. And, um, and I remember Brian, my youth pastor, said to me, and? So what? Get up and do it. And I was like... Okay, I will, but uh, and it was awful. But um, but I love that he called out on me that, and he was putting down that comparison thing that we all fall into. So whether it's th- that kind of situation, or whether it's somebody you work with, whether it's um, whatever circumstance you're in, we got to really not compare because God. Uh, Everything's different. We're, we're all unique, and we all have a unique calling and a unique thing to do. So what's, in, what's important isn't how, it, like, is it done the same as this person? Or is it, does it look the same as this person? But what matters is, is it what God's calling you to do? And, and is that what you're stepping out and going into? It says in uh, Galatians 6, verse 3, um, I just love the book of Galatians. If, for if anyone thinks he is something, when he is nothing, he deceives himself. I kind of just threw that one in there because I like it. That's really verse four. But let each one test his own work, and then his reason to boast will be in him, himself alone and not his neighbor, for each will have to bear his own load. And the, mes- the message version says it like this, make a careful exploration of who you are and the work that you have been given, and then sink yourself into that. Don't be impressed with yourself. Don't compare yourself with others. Each of you must take responsibility for doing the creative best you can with your own life. I love that. We're not to compare others. The person next to you, the person around you, has a call and a purpose and a destiny, and it's different to yours. So we can encourage each other. We can inspire each other, but we don't compare. We're not to compare in an unhealthy manner. Um, You know, uh, I think, I just really believe that, yeah, comparison can be a killer of what God wants to do through you. When we compare what God is, um, what he has us doing, where he has us serving, whether it's up front, whether it's behind the scenes, whether it's marketplace, church, wherever it is, and, um, and that we start to get into an unhealthy comparison, um, we're diminishing that, what God can do through us. We're, we're shutting it down. Um, you know, and, and often the case when we're comparing is we're only comparing to the highlight reel anyway. Like, no one Instagrams, like, their bad hair day. They do it when they're all dressed up on a date night, right? Like, we get that principle. So we're seeing other people's lives highlights, and there's a lot of the stuff going on in the background that, that, that they're having to fight for and having to take ground in. So when we compare, it's not even fair anyway because we're comparing to something that's an illusion. It's not even real. Anyway, so don't let comparison stop you from stepping into your destiny. Amen? Okay. Um, another thing that I sort of, in my story, that... Anytime I, I wanted to step out and do something or felt God was leading me to do something is that sometimes, I preface that, sometimes tradition will try and stop us um, from stepping into what God's calling us to do. So I came into the church, um, going back to my story here, and didn't have a clue about like the, the culture and the things that were going on, like things that we do that we all probably just take for granted. So if you're here today and it's your first time, welcome. Like I've been in your shoes. I know things can sometimes seem a bit like, why do they do that? How do they do that? Um, and so I'm, I'm with you, brother. I'm with you. So, um, but, um, you know, so I came in and I guess 
to go back. Growing up, if you go through my school report history, I don't know if you guys have done that when you're older and you realize how much of a, like a, a brat of a child you were, but, um, but you go, th go through my school, depending on the teacher and how they saw um, this thing that I'll get into is whether I got a good report or not. So some, on, but on every report it was the same thing. Stephen questions everything. Um, and so some of them love that, like he wants to know why, and other ones who didn't, they're like, he questions everything, that's naughty, it's bad, just, you know, do, it, do what I tell you to do. But that's something in my personality that's always been the case, like, why does it work that way? Why does it have to happen that way? Two times two equals four. Yeah, but, but why? And who got to call two, two anyway? Like, why isn't two, four, and why isn't three, banana? Like, you know, like, this is the kind of way that I thought. And um, so some of you guys might relate to that, but when, sometimes when you come outside, and into a culture where that necessarily isn't always accepted, isn't always encouraged. And I love that we're part of a movement and part of a house here where that is encouraged, that we are encouraged to dive in and, and find out things. But, but I'd come in and, and so I'd come into the church world and, and things would happen and I'd be like, well, why does that happen? Like, why does it have to happen that way? Well, that's just the way it is. Yeah, but, but why is it the way it is? Well, that's just the way it's always been done. And, and my leaders and um, people around me were super patient with me. Some of my friends that I made were super frustrated because they're like, well, why do you have to question everything? Just, just believe. Like, isn't it good enough that someone said it from the pulpit? And I was like, no, no, it's not good enough because I'm meant to have a personal relationship with God where I'm into my word of God. And so what they say from the pulpit is awesome and amazing and our leaders we should listen to. And every time Pastor Lon or me or Pastor Fan or anyone's up on stage, we, we, we know that um, they've been in the word and, and searching God, but it's meant to actually encourage us to find out things for ourselves, to get into the word of God for ourselves, to get in. So I spent, so almost as a backlash to that thinking, I really dived into the, to the word of God and, and like, so why do we do it this way? Is it actually biblical to do something this way? And don't get me wrong, traditions are awesome if they're kept in their rightful place as, um, as a tradition, as a good habit, as a ritual, whatever it is. But we're to be guided by the Bible and by the Holy Spirit, not traditions. And so when we're stepping out and you might be feeling God's calling you to do something a bit different and you're, you're on that edge of stepping out, and that thought comes to you where it's like, well, well, it's never been done that way before. Or that's just not the way it's done. Oh, but I grew up that you weren't meant to do things that way. That could be true. That could be the case. But we're faced with an opportunity to go, actually, God, I'm going to dive into your word. And I'm going to seek what you say about it. Is this just a man-made tradition that, I'm, like, that is stopping me from stepping out? Or is it actually the word of God? Um, and, and then we talk to our leaders and people around us because God speaks through people, yeah? We, we know that God speaks through His Word. He speaks through His Holy Spirit, but He also speaks through the community and the leaders around us. So, but I just want to encourage us, do not let tradition stop us. Um, personal traditions or church traditions um, stop us from stepping out of the boat and doing what God wants us to do. Uh, it says in Colossians 2.8, uh, see, see to it that no one takes you captive by philosophy and empty deceit according to human tradition, according to the elemental spirits of the world and, and not according to Christ. And I just love that, 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 that see to it, make sure, and make sure that we don't ourselves let human tradition get in the way of what God's doing in our life. Um, so a little bit more of my story is, um, I guess, going off to Bible college and um, so, so I remember I've gone from outside the church, a few years serving in there, getting a heart to go to Bible college um, in Sydney, Oxford Falls, the, the C3 Bible college there. So I grew up in a small town, so going to Sydney was a big step for me. I rang up my, um, 
my, my brother, I think, or my, maybe it was my dad, uh, in the first week, and I said, I, I don't want to be here. No, I'm coming home. I'm done. City people? <laughs> what? And then I got my pitchfork, and no, I didn't really. But, but it, was, it was a total step out of the, the boat thing, and, and they encouraged me to stay. Um, so I went to Bible college, and that is where I met the love of my life, Brittany Flight now, formerly Tebbit. Um, and so, but then you're faced with a thing where you live on the other side of the world from each other. Like, Brittany was pretty, pretty sure she was going back to Canada, and I was pretty sure I was going back to Tasmania. But we felt that God was bringing us together. So um, we're faced with a lot of prayer and, and stuff like that. And so anyway, I'm not going to go into that too much, but, um, but we ended up getting married. Um, good thing. And then um, we ended up living in Tasmania for a few years where we started a young adults ministry um, where once again you step out to start something. So all these friends, friends of mine and awesome friends that I love, and they would have been totally encouraging with it, but step out, I'm going to start a young adults ministry. What are these people, what are my friends going to think about me? Like, what, what's going to go on? Like, are they going to, you know, be a part of it? Are they going to be skeptical of it? Are they going to hold back from it? And, um, but they were awesome. But once again, that, that fear of man thing comes in. So we really got to get that, you know, and we're going to pray for that today and that that wouldn't hinder us from stepping out. Um, but we served in the church there. Uh, and we're the intern under our senior pastors there, Brittany and I, and that's when we felt the call to come to Calgary, my favorite city in the world. Um, and, so, and so I'm not someone who, like, hears a booming voice from God, and I'd say probably a, a lot of us aren't. If you're those, one of those people that God, you have a direct, like, audible line to God, you're awesome. I'm not one of those ones. I tend to hear no really easy from God. Like, it's like, does anyone else get It's like, um, I'm going to go do something. Nope, don't do that, that's stupid. And the yes is more of a, a spark, more of a, this could, this is God. And so this yearning from in my heart began, and Brittany's, to move to Calgary. And so I was like, I often say, uh, I was in love with Calgary before I ever moved to Calgary. And now I love it more and more. And we're going to be going and a part of a team here as a church, um, launching C3 East Village in the city. So very good. Um, and, and I'm going to get into that in a moment. Um, but... But there's all those fear things come up again. And so anyway, that's my story in a nutshell, lots of other stuff in it. But I want to get into this, and I think this is important for us. Um, I, I believe modern-day Western Christianity, which I'm a part of and love, and you heard my heart for the church last week. I, I hope you heard my heart for the church in the presence of God. Um, so totally, 100%. But, so this isn't a critical thing, but this is an observation, and I'm a part of it, is that we have a fear of discomfort across the board. I'm not saying you as an individual, but I'm saying we have a fear of being uncomfortable. We think that what, how could God want us to be uncomfortable? And so I just want to talk about that just for a couple minutes um, before we finish here. But I've just observed biblically and in my own life, so this is for me, you take it however you want, is that when I get comfortable, God wants to make me uncomfortable. And when I need comfort, God brings me comfort. So Jesus, uh, came when, when he was walking amongst the, the Pharisees and, and the, the sinners and the Gentiles and everything, he, he often challenged those who were comfortable. He challenged the Pharisees who were super comfortable in their salvation, super comfortable that they were doing things right. Um, so he made the comfortable uncomfortable, and, but he brought comfort to those who needed a savior and needed, needed him. And I believe he's doing that today and he hasn't stopped doing that. That when we get too comfortable in our life, God might want to throw us kind of a curveball just to say, hey, I, I am your comforter, but I didn't call you to be comfortable. 
I am your security, but I never said life's going to necessarily be safe, quote unquote, in the way that we would see it. So I love, back to C.S. Lewis, bring it back. Uh, I love in The Lion, the Witch and the Wardrobe and, um, and Mr. Beaver, okay, is talking about Aslan the Lion who represents God, represents Jesus. And the little girl, I can't remember her name, says, um, is he, yeah, it's Lucy, of course. Guys, let's just read, let's do it. Um, that's awesome. <laughs> Yes, there's some fans here. Um, so, but she says, oh, I think a lion, like, oh, I don't know if I'd feel very safe around a lion. Who, who represents God here in the way that C.S. Lewis wrote it? And Mr. Beaver says, safe, said Mr. Beaver. Don't you hear what Mrs. Beaver tells you? Who said anything about safe? Of course he isn't safe, but he's good. He's the king, I tell you. And that just so resonates with my heart about God. And, um, and another quote by C.S. Lewis says, I didn't go to religion. I didn't go to Christianity to make me happy. I always knew a bottle of port would do that. If you want, reli- uh, if you want a religion to make you feel really comfortable, I certainly don't recommend Christianity. What do we think of that? Is that true? <laughs> I think that's pretty true. And so I believe that, um, that God's been uh, is, is speaking to some of you guys. And one of these things uh, has come up, or maybe we've somehow learned that impression that, well, God wants me to be safe. I just want to say, yes, but maybe our definition of safe needs to change, of, of what safe is. God wants us to be safe in Him, uh, secure in Him, but sometimes when we step out, it's a risk. It's not a safe thing to do. Um, and so often uh, we, we go to, we're on the edge and we've dealt with the fear of man, we've dealt with comparison, we've dealt with tradition, and then we go to step out and we're like, oh, this is going to be really uncomfortable. Well, God wants me to be comfortable. And I'd say today, maybe God doesn't want you to be comfortable. Maybe God wants you to step out and be uncomfortable, but he will bring you comfort in the uncomfortable state. He will keep you safe. I love um, the whole stepping out of the boat thing obviously comes from uh, when Peter steps out and walks on water towards Jesus. And I love that, um, that Peter, so Jesus is, there's a storm going on and the disciples are in a boat and, um, and, and Jesus walks, is walking on the water comes across the water and says come to me or whatever he calls to them and the one guy who jumped out is Peter the jump out of the boat kind of guy and and he walked on water for a while and yeah he sunk but guess what happened when he sunk and got really uncomfortable and wet and his clothes were all wet and he's like crawling back into the boat well he's not crawling back into the boat but he's all cold and and Jesus picked him up so when we step out of the boat and if we we feel like we're gonna we're gonna fail and not walk on water. Although I would argue Peter like did awesome. He walked on water. That's pretty cool. For one step on water, I'd happily be uncomfortable for the rest of my life. Like I grew up surfing and stuff. I haven't managed to walk on water yet, but I'm working on it. Um, but but he stepped out and he he just jumped into God. He loved Jesus so much that he stepped out, had his safety in him. And so my story. Um, in my context, which some people, you might see it as, as it hasn't been risk things, um, but in those moments where I've wanted to step out, um, I'm just looking for it because I want to summarize this message well. So this is what I think our story should be open to, and my heart is, and I think that our heart here is at C3 Calgary West, is that we'd rather step out of the boat and have to have Jesus pick us up out of the water than to stay in the boat where it is comfortable but never have a shot at walking on water. And so as a church, and if I can have the band come back, I'm going to give you a quick EC3 EV update. As a church, we're about to step out of the boat 
enter the city, downtown Calgary, and plant an amazing campus, C3 East Village, where we're going to see people's lives change, people connected with Jesus, people grown and discipled and, um, and working in their gifts and talents and build a community that's not just going to influence East Village, it's going to influence the city. This isn't a plan B thing. This is, this is it. This is the plan. And we're going to extend across the city. And I've had people say to me, oh, like, it's really cool what uh, you and Brittany and the team are doing, stepping out. And, um, but what if it doesn't work? Well, what if it does work? What if revival breaks out, right? Like, we've got to stop looking at the glass half empty. We're going to bring Jesus to the city, and it's going to maybe look different to how we thought it looks. And there might be things that we see as, as failures or things that didn't work out. But in God's plan, things are going to go amazing. Things are going to work, and the kingdom of God is going to reach East Village. And so, and we're doing this as a church together. We are doing this. So um, I'll give you a quick update because I'm over time, but C3 East Village, Extension Campus of Calgary West. It is a, a branch of Calgary West. Calgary West is the tree, the trunk, the roots, and this is a campus and the fruit is coming out. And by 2020, we're gonna have four more campuses or extensions around the city. So we're gonna, Calgary West is gonna be a place that is launching things around the city, and it, but it's still connected and, and here, and it's gonna be amazing. And so we're all on board with this. We're all going for it. Whether you like it or not, you're a part of it. Uh, um, but um, so we're going to be having weekly services commencing October 15th, uh, evening services. And we have a contract with Fort Calgary. So we'll be meeting there in the theater room. Um, and as of the end of July, we'll be commencing pre-launch gatherings and events. Uh, so end of July throughout August and September in the community of East Village that you're all invited to be a part of. And we're going to be connecting with the community and just getting establishing a base there. Um, there's been incredible favor on East Village, like provision, um, like awesome provision. Anyway, I won't go into it, but if you want to talk about it, come because God is really going to do something amazing. And so um, I love Pastor Dave Gilpin a couple weeks ago, a few weeks ago had a message and if you weren't here you can get the podcast um, but basically he said bench it like Beckham I don't know who was here for that yeah so he, his whole idea was that um, and I, I think it applies to East Village as well that some of us are going to be on the ground some of us are going to be actually there doing the service some of us are not but we're all on the bench and to bench it like Beckham is to be the biggest cheer squad. And so we don't, the team that's going down, we don't need people who are sitting back with their arms crossed and saying, well, I wonder if this will work. No, we need you guys like cheering us on. We need, we need you guys going like, go for it, go for it. Yeah, things might not seem like they're working out, but go for it, you're gonna do it. You can make it, we believe in you. That's what we need. We need your prayers. We need you praying for what God's gonna do there. There's, there's something, I really believe there's something big about to break out across Calgary. And, and I feel it in my spirit, and I believe it's, East Village is going to be a part of that. But it's so much bigger. It's so much more awesome. So we stand with me today. Um, but as we step out as a church, be praying for us. Be praying what your involvement might be. And as we step out of the boat together, I know that we are going to walk on water together. And we're going to reach people for Jesus and see the city change. So... I hope that's a little bit of my story, very small fraction of it. I, ho I hope some of that connected with you. And I'd encourage you though, if you're facing something today where you feel God's leading you uh, to step out of the boat and to do something, maybe it's invite someone to church, or maybe it's to get into a team. Maybe it's, it's um, start a business, whatever it might be. And you've got your, your foot on the edge and you're about to step out. Don't let the fear of men 
the fear of opinion get in your way. We bind the fear of opinion right now in the name of Jesus against stopping anybody from here from stepping out of the boat. Maybe it's, uh, maybe it's the comparison thing. Well, well, it doesn't look like this or it's a behind the scenes thing. Right now, I want to speak to that. I bind that right now in the name of Jesus that we won't be a people that compare. We won't be a people who, who uh, measure success by a worldly standard, but we measure it by what God's doing in our life. And if tradition has got in your way of stepping out, I encourage you right now that the Word of God is that uh, he, he loves tradition. He loves that comfortable thing that we do. But the Word of God would say, don't let tradition hold you back from stepping into your destiny. So if any of those categories, um, I just want to pray over us uh, as a group. So let's all close our eyes. But if any of those categories, if you're facing something where uh, that, you know, that you want to step out of, I just want to pray for us generally. And then I'm going to invite the altar team uh, forward. And they're going to, if you want someone to stand with you and you just want that extra strength, that extra courage, uh, it's an awesome thing that we have a team that will pray and stand and believe with you. So if you're facing something in your life right now and eyes are closed, no one's looking around, where you feel like you need to step out and it's, it's a risk and, and don't compare it right now. It's a risk to you and you feel a little bit unsafe about it. I just want you to put your hands out in front of you right now and I'm going to pray. We've got hands going around, so just put your hands out, whatever it might be. Lord, I thank you for these people who are standing on the edge of, of the boat and they're about to step out and, and follow what they think you're speaking to them, Lord. So right now I pray for strength. I pray for courage. I thank you, Holy Spirit. You're always with us, Lord God, and that you're moving through these people. So we bind right now a fear of man, comparison, tradition, or the fear of the unknown or unsafety right now. And we just speak life and faith and hope in your mighty name, Jesus. We thank you. You're a victor, Lord God, that you've already overcome, that you've made a way for these people to be able to step out, knowing that even if they fall, even if they were to stumble, you'd be there to pick them up, Lord God. So I just pray for courage and strength and your guidance right now in these people's lives. In your mighty name, Jesus, amen. If you don't know Jesus in this place, I want to tell you that giving my life to Jesus was the most liberating, freeing experience I have ever had in my life. And it says in Galatians that it's for freedom that Christ has set us free. It's for freedom that Christ has set us free. So as we dismiss today, if you don't know Jesus at all and you'd like to meet him as your savior, why don't you come down the front and chat to one of the guys, chat to me. Maybe you've grown up in the church, but you've never experienced the liberating power of Christ. Why don't you come down? We'd love to, to, to be able to pray with you as well. If you're not 100% sure that, uh, that, you know, today if you were to walk out and just something was to happen, that your eternity would be with Him, I just uh, encourage you, why don't you come and get prayer and get that assurance? Because Jesus has made a way for you to be sure that through Him you have access to eternity. Amen? Awesome. So uh, we have a barbecue right now after church. Happy Canada Day, people. So uh, why don't you just hang around? The cafe will be open. But if you want prayer for any of those reasons or anything else, feel free to come forward. Out those doors walks people who are stepping out of the boat and moving into what God's doing in this city and in this place. Amen. Thank you, guys. message has impacted you. For more information about what's going on, please check out our website at myc3church.ca. Now go change your world.